Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to Macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus, they have incredible cookware, home decor, and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. This year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to leave behind the diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real, whole, recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. All Kind Nut Bars lead with first ingredient, nutrition-dense whole nuts, and they're gluten-free. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel almond and sea salt and peanut butter dark chocolate. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. This week's Thursday Therapy, we've got Chris Carr. She's a multiple New York Times bestselling author, wellness activist, and cancer thriver. She's been called a force of nature by O, the Oprah magazine, and was named a new role model by the New York Times. Chris is also a member of Oprah's Super Soul 100. She's got a new book that's called I'm Not a Morning Person, Braving Loss, Grief, and the Big Messy Emotions That Happen When Life Falls Apart. Thank you so much for coming on to Wind Down. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Um, I have Kristen with me because she's kind of been, she's had a rough year with some loss. And so when I was reading the breakdown, I was like, I'm not a morning person and morning as in like morning, braving loss, grief, and the big messy emotions that happen when life falls apart. And I just was like, you know, you've, you've had 20 years of living and thriving with incurable stage four is four cancer, right? That's correct. And you, and that you still like have stage four cancer. I do. Wow. I mean, you're so calm. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's like, well, I have a book. Yeah. So does the morning. Okay. So just tell me this. Do you, is, is the morning and the grief go into every part of your life? Like is the morning and the grief in, in your health? Do you grieve optimal health or the idea of what your body could do or couldn't do? I think, you know, just, just to take a step back, the, um, so I've been living with stage four cancer for 20 years now. And when I was newly diagnosed, I was terrified, like anybody would be who goes through what I write about in the book, a rupture. It's that moment where life changes. Someone dies, you have a miscarriage, you lose your job, um, you know, you go through a divorce. And I think in those moments, we think that if I feel any of my feelings, I won't survive them. They'll somehow take me down. And what I have learned is the way out is through. It's like that cliche saying, but it's true. And so um, this is my seventh book and it's called I'm Not a Morning Person. It's about 
braving brief grief and loss and the big messy emotions that happen when life falls apart, those ruptures that will happen to each and every one of us, big and small. And so the point is to learn how to navigate these storms, to become a little bit more emotionally literate so that we understand what I call our emotional anatomy. And by doing so, we start to realize that these feelings that we have are information, just like grief is information. But for me, it was the one emotion I didn't want to touch. And so I realized that that was where I I needed to spend a lot of time. Um, My therapist says something that's so great that I talk about in the book, which is when the grief train pulls into the station, it brings all the cars. It's like the old stuff, stuff you think you're over. And then the emotions that come with it, like, why am I raging? Why am I filled with shame? Like, this is so screwed up. Why is all this happening? And I think it's just an opportunity to bring, bring those parts of ourselves back home and, you know, be curious about them to see what's going on under the surface. Grief is a master healer. That's what I've learned. So the thing that I didn't want to experience and touch when I finally allowed it in, it was like a big relief. And, um, and then there was a domino, a domino effective change that started to happen just from that allowing. This is probably one of the most validating two minutes I've ever had (laughs) because I feel so different on the other side and not that there is another side, but just in the journey of grief and loss. And it's really hard to participate in like what the world was before. I feel like the world just kind of kept trudging on and I was stuck in like drying cement for a while. And in a way I was envious of the world moving on, but in so many ways, I also knew that I was like deeply inside of each minute that I was living and sorting Mm. things out and kind of like what will be left will be left. Not because I didn't, I'm ignoring it just because I don't need it anymore. But then trying Mm. to get yourself into a world, trying to like emerge back into this world that it's almost, I, I described it the other day as like, I've been like cocooned up for so long. And then I take, I open my front door and I put a big toe out and I just feel like everything is noisy and busy and fast. And I'm going, that's just not how I operate anymore. And I kind of unapologetically don't operate that way anymore, but it's very strange to try to describe that to people that haven't experienced that, how like living slow is just like, that's my default now. That's just where I'm at and I'm okay with it, but it's so opposite of what people are used to seeing of me and how much availability they're used to having of me. So do Mm. you feel like you experience the like sweet slowness as well coming out of, I guess we're never really out of it, but just in the healing of grief. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to describe it. And I I love that you said not out of it because I think what, one of the things that we get wrong, because we come from, and we are domesticated in a grief phobic, messy emotions averse society. Right. So when we come, when we live in that place, then we're taught to push it down and it's physics <laughs> or get over it from the abuser. Yeah. Mm. Get over it. Move on. It's been forever. Totally. To say that when you push something down, it's going to come out another way. And to your point about getting over it, right? There isn't an over, there's through. So we oftentimes, there's a chapter that I write about called Awkward Times, Awkward People. And it's the up shit that we hear or that we say. And it, and guess what? We're all going to step in it. So why not like understand the train a little bit more? 
Um, but I think to your point, <laughs> I actually have found through this practice or through this experience, um, that I say no to a lot more than I used to say no to. So I'm much more not interested. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in doing things that don't bring me joy. Um, because I know that how precious this time is. And, uh, I think that there's this, a sweet to use your word liberation in that. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do things that I don't want to do because I run a business, but more often than not, I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it. No. Mm-hmm. And it's so unapologetic, the no. Yeah. It's like standing for your life, I think. And, and I think when you touch death, you come close to it. And certainly you've, you've had the opportunity to shepherd a loved one through that chapter. It teaches you more about what matters and how you want to spend your time. It's spring break time. And I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. Did you know it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development, so there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Ritual's Essential for Women is research-stacked and science-backed. So I took Ritual when I was pregnant with Roman, and I loved it so much. It was really easy on my stomach. I loved the aftertaste of the, um, they had a lemon or a mint one, and I just really loved the fact that I knew I was getting exactly everything that I needed for the baby and me. It's a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy, like omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. Capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash wine. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash wine for 20% off. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. When you got your cancer diagnosis, did they tell you like, okay, this is, because I mean, when I hear stage four, I'm, that's very, isn't it it's only to stage five? 
No, it's only just stage four. So I'm at oh. the final stage. So did they, they gave you that 20 years ago, that diagnosis? So did they say yeah. like, oh, you only have this many years and then have you far pers- uh, past that or? Yes, I have. So yeah. I have a very rare incurable disease and it can be slow growing and it can be aggressive. And so in the beginning, what was paramount for me was to find the right doctor because the first doctor suggested a triple organ transplant, right? And if I had done that, I wouldn't be here, right? So I, for the last 20 years have been more of, you know, when I found my, what I call my second in command, it's when I decided to become the CEO of my health, hire, fire, build the team, I'm in charge. Um, And, but not just I'm in charge, like you'll do what I say, because obviously these people know a lot more than me, but I'm in charge of making the core decisions and seeing if you're a fit. And so it took a while to find that fit. And when I did, he said, sometimes this can be, as I just said, slow, it can be aggressive. We're going to watch and wait, let cancer make the first move. And you're going to go off and watch and live. Mm. And I was like, I don't know how to do that, dude, but okay. But that was the inciting incident that put me on this path. Wow. And then do, are you, are you married? Do you have kids? I don't have kids, but I am married. Yes. So how is that for your husband? Like, how is, how is he walking through with, with this knowing that he doesn't know when he could lose you? I actually think that I'll probably outlive him and he agrees. So it's not something that we talk about or stress about. We met before we met while I was making my film and writing my book. He was the editor on my project and I was the director of the project. So we've been doing this together a hell of a long time. And he's like, if there's one person that's going to remain, it's her. She's like cockroaches and Twinkies. You can't get rid of her. <laughs> so I love your calm confidence when you say it. You're like, I'm going to outlive him. So that's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more so about like, am I going to live in a penthouse at the Ritz with cats? Like, what is my, what are my final years going to look like? Like it's, that's where I right. put my energy. For the person that does have a fear of death, what would be your advice to them to overcome that? I don't think it's overcomable if we're to be honest with ourselves, because death is probably the thing that every single one of us, we're in some ways frightened about it or in, in very valid ways terrified of it because no matter what we believe to be true, we truly don't know what happens after we die, right? We'll learn that then. Um, And so I think more often than not, I would say, first and foremost, if you find yourself catastrophizing to be able to come back to the moment and say like, this is a story that I'm telling about this. I'm not dying currently in this moment. (laughs) Like, you know, even when I am not, if I am dying, I am still here right now, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's one thing, but I, I think to understand it a little bit more because, because we're frightened of it, um, oftentimes we are skillless and we have no tools when it matters. So not just your own death, but the death of a loved one. And then, you know, not knowing what's actually going to happen as your body shuts down or what hospice is or, you know, what your options are or what like thinking about your end of life care, which can feel like, no way, I'm not gonna go there. That's so morbid. But you know, we spend a whole lot of energy preparing to bring a child into the world. And there's a lot of celebration and joy and fear and all of the stuff that happens, right? 
but we put death under the carpet or we shove it in a corner and we archive our elders. And there's something very wrong with that. And each and every one of us will face it at some point. So why not educate ourselves more about it so we can have a good death? I want to have a good death. What do you want? Do we want a party? Do we want speeches? Do we want sound baths? I mean, maybe all of it. I'd love for you to just have a little retreat for yourselves in my honor. Use me as an excuse to get a break. (laughs) Girl, we'll go at the same time. We'll hold hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Neither one of us are living without each other. I do know that. <laughs> it's codependency in its most beautiful form, Chris Carr. That's good. I like that. You'll be like Thelma and Louise, like, you know, hands together and off the cliff you go. Listen, we could bury each other quite literally with all the shit we know about each other already. So we might as well just <laughs> go at the same time. True that. <laughs> True that. It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit expresspros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need, ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. So go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. What was the hardest chapter for you to write in your new book? I'd say the most beautiful chapter I wrote was actually about my my dad's passing. Um and I was writing that book and crying and, you know, feeling all the feelings and uh, because there was a lot of truth there and and beauty there. Um, but I'd say the hardest chapter for me to write was a book about a uh, chapter about rage. So this chapter is called Becoming Unbecoming. And in the book, I break out each chapter according to different emotions or experiences that you might go through when shit hits the fan. And what I wasn't 
prepared for was the amount of anger and rage that came up in me, not just for his diagnosis and the idea of losing him, but also trauma and unprocessed emotions from my own diagnosis 20 years ago. And my father is my chosen father, so I'm adopted. But also what was coming up too is trauma and anger towards my biological father, right? And holy crap, the whirlwind. And so here I am writing about this while I'm also, you know, not too far out from experiencing this very big emotion. And what I found so healing in the process of just writing the book, and I hope people experience reading it, is when we begin to become more emotionally literate and understand the anatomy of our emotions, then we get curious and say, okay, this is what it is. This is how it behaves. This is normal. And usually there's something else attached to it or underneath it. So rather than going into a shame spiral because I had either eruptions or implosions, I could go, oh, well, let me put on my little wellness detective hat and see what's really going on here which would help me become more compassionate towards myself, maybe forgive myself for certain things that I did that I wish I hadn't, um, and ultimately build a, a, a healthier relationship with me. You're so brilliant and such a little light. Well, you, you can relate on the dad in you know, know the dad side too of it, you know, losing your father and having anger from mm. your own childhood and then so the much. passing it's like it's a it's it's a lot it's a lot to hold all different feelings it's like the angry the sad the betrayed the it's also interesting too i think the there's the morning that you do in your own self and then there's a morning that you that i at least experienced and like the idea of what people may or may not become or how they may or may not show up in my life after my dad passed mm-hmm. so I had anticipated maybe a different relationship with my mom. And I also, and not that any of us can predict, right? That's like grief is the sneaky, right? grief is just sneaky. And so it comes out in different ways. And there's an emotional intelligence level too. Like I, I went first into like my own therapy triage. I just needed a minute. There was times where I took myself out of my own world because I did have the rage. I was snappy with my kids. I was snappy with my husband. And I just looked at him and I said, this has nothing to do with you. And I know that. And so I was able to take a 36 hour mini trip with Mm -hmm. my very best friend from home who I knew was going to love me through, even if I was just a little head (laughs) for 36 hours, you know, (laughs) and and I came back and it, those things don't fix, but they're deposits in the healing. Beautiful. But, but there was, there is an interesting thing that I'm observing in the way that my mom is processing grief and her mourning that is also then an offshoot of my mourning. Like, huh, well, I kind of thought maybe she would be around more and more participatory in like my world or because this, my dad was an addict, so he drank and drug addiction my entire life and is very, was very good at victimizing himself. Um, and so he, and we then, you know, the cycle of all of that is that we have to pretend that he was a certain way and my mom is still very much pretending. And so when I interrupt the PR campaign for him by stating something on social media, being vulnerable, whatever. And I'm never mean about him. He can't defend himself. What good does that do? 
But I am open to say like Father's Day sucks and it sucked for a lot of us before our dads died, you know, and I'm, I say it much more beautifully than that. But (laughs) the morning, the loss of ideas, I think is also another layer that goes with grief. And it's mourning maybe the people that are still alive a little bit in a way. Did you experience any of that around? Oh, without question. Because I think what happens is, is when you go through loss, family structures and relationships change. And sometimes what wasn't working really comes out, right? And so there's big tectonic shifts in the structure. Um, And from my own experience, it's just... I can't change you. The only time you can change someone is when they're in diapers. It's a good thing to remember. I really want to hug you. (laughs) That one hits. (laughs) So I can't fix somebody else. I can't change how they're feeling. And I think when we talk about like what I mentioned earlier about the chapter, Awkward Times, Awkward People, we step in it so much with each other around this messy stuff. Um, Sometimes we center ourselves. Sometimes we interrupt, we make it all about us. Sometimes we quickly change the topic. All of these things that we do, I believe in the goodness of people, we do them unintentionally, right? But we do them because we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's one of those practices where it's like, keep your side of the street clean. Um, and say, you know, here's the work that I'm doing on my own healing. And first and foremost, like there's a a story that I write about in the book that I've been talking a lot about in podcasts, which is because it was emotion I didn't want to experience and because I kept pushing it down, there was one moment where it was like at the tipping point and I was in CVS and my mom had asked me to pick up more insure. We didn't know how much longer my father had. And unconsciously the thought came to mind, like, should I get a six pack or should I get a a case? Well, how long does he have to live? And all of the flood of emotion that I had been keeping at bay just came to the surface. And I was like, run, Mm. run out of CVS. And I made it to my car and then the deluge just came out. But after that experience, there was like a calm in the storm. It was almost like a dose of medicine. It's like I was high and I thought to myself, this feels so much better. And if this feels better, why am I avoiding it? And what else am I avoiding? Mm-hmm. Right. And so doing that work of like, hey, this is my side of the street. This is the grief that I'm experiencing. And yes, there it has tentacles, but everybody's journey, I think, through it, not over it, but through it is unique to their own hearts. Mm-hmm. The side of the street thing's interesting because I remember doing that with the past and sometimes other people can spill all their stuff on your side of the street too. So they're not, you're only cleaning, you're cleaning up lots of stuff on, on, on the side of the street. But yeah, you, I keep getting invited over on the other side of the street. <laughs> I think that's where I'm like, oh no, no, I'm good over here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Thank you. It is interesting though that you say people will, you said something that really super reminded me. I'm I'm always careful to say too much on here because um like my mom is a healthy person out in the world so it's not a bad thing but I do there's so much attention back to her like even my daughter has recognized a couple of things where she's like wow it's just really about her and it's 
like she's just in this like freedom phase. I, I call it spring break, if I'm honest, which is probably a little ugly, <laughs> but I feel like she's on spring break. I, you know, she also took care of him for a long time. They were married for 40 years and she'd been with him since he was she was 23. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I witness 23-year-old like behavior if I'm just mm-hmm. observing, I'm not judging, just, just truly just observing. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. But that, like, it is their own process and sometimes really hard to watch. So did you, did you feel like, and this may, if this is too personal, that's fine. Um, you can just give me the pass or tell me no, because I know you're good at it. But how did your mom's relationship and your relationship then change after the passing of your dad? Did you feel like the big shifts or did it feel like you leaned into each other more? Was there a time of space? Does it go with the ebbs and flows? Does it like, how does that work for you too? We're a lot closer now, but we're both committed to the work and it's messy. Mm. So there are times when I'm like, you're stepping on me. You're making this all about you. I don't feel heard. Yeah. That's the truth of my experience. And does she hear you? Yes, 100%. Because we have decided that we're going to do the hard stuff. Because Mm -hmm. our relationship is our core intention. Right? And so that means when you're like, well, my intention is to have a healthy relationship with you. That means I'm going to have a lot of up times with you too. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about him. That's the piece. Yeah. And, and so it's not, it's not like it hasn't been bumpy. It was, it's, it's been very bumpy at times, but it's like, okay, what's my, what's my goal here? It's to have a deeper relationship with this person. Um, and I think what you're talking about is centering yourself. And so I, I see that a lot in grief because it oftentimes can come from anxiety. I don't know what to say. So I'll just say a lot of things and make it about me. And oftentimes you know, just because I've written this book and I've done a deep exploration of this topic for the last four and a half, five years, personally, but also as an author, people will say, well, well, if you, you know, all these things not to say, mm-hmm. and we could talk about some of those, but what do you say to somebody who's going through a grieving process? And I'm like, there's actually nothing you can say. You can't say, so take the pressure off. You can't make it better. But what you can do, and it's you're not your job to fix it, by the way. It's not your job to fix it. If you want to be in relationship with this person, then my advice is just to listen. Mm-hmm. Just, just show up and be present and be like, I don't even know what to say, but I love you. I brought tissues or brought lasagna. I'm yeah. Here. I think that's, I mean, everything. Because it's like, even like going through, you know, divorce or whatever, people will be like, oh, well, at least it's like, no, there's not, don't no. give me an at least, don't give me a but, don't give me a, well, you get your kids, oh my gosh, well, how nice of a break. I'm like, none of that helps no. to hear any of that. That's, I don't want a break from my kids. Like, I, like, sure, yeah, I do, but like, I don't want them out of my house, you know, like every mm-hmm. other weekend. Or it's like, I think people, their own uncomfortability lends them to saying, like, well, now you can do whatever you want because you've got a death sentence and you can now go do what it's like. No, like none of these, no, nothing you're saying is actually. It's like we default to this like bright side mentality. And sometimes it's okay to just say like, I, I work in a infant um, uh, stillborn task force in Nashville. So we'll go and So I'm in the thin places a lot. 
And that's been mm. interesting to navigate to after the loss of my dad and all these others at the same time. But I think like the most validating thing to say to anybody, whether it's divorce, miscarriage, death, any of this is just like, I'm sorry. And it's not fair mm. because that's, that's the beautiful. reality. I mean, it's like we toxically bright side everything. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't want to be without your kids for a week. No. You actually didn't even want to get divorced. No. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. It's like we all, it, it is that like, I, I think what the most beautiful thing, and I cannot wait to read your book truly, like, and this is going to sound creepy, but I'm taking you in the bathtub with me. Um, <laughs> I guess that's when I'm it's the most silent for me. <laughs> um, but I think the most beautiful thing is just this, this, idea that you we just need to like sit with it because we're so we're such a go society we're so fast-paced that we even just fast pace ourselves through emotion it's like oh no time for that got to keep on moving because i mean but eventually it does like it builds up it goes somewhere whether it's in your Mm -hmm. body whether it's out on a spouse you know i mean there's we need the freedom yeah i couldn't agree with you more yeah. I know that's why you're going in the bath with me, Chris Carr. Um, well, everyone go get Chris Carr's book. I'm not a morning person, braving loss, grief, and the big messy emotions that happen when life falls apart. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being honest and vulnerable and, um, and helping so many people. And you have an, you know, an incredible story. And obviously you're helping people that, like you said, that go through all types of loss. So thank you for, for doing what you do and writing that book. Thanks for having me. You're beautiful. Thanks, girl. What a good, wonderful spirit. Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with Japanese green tea and real matcha. There are so many culinary treats to create with this precious powder that go beyond the traditional tea ceremony. Everything from lattes to baked goods to smoothies, experience the vitality of the whole tea leaf. Matcha is vibrant in taste and full of powerful health benefits. Get 25% off all matcha love products on etoin.com using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at itoen.com available on amazon and itoen.com infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.